I'm Alex Escobar, and welcome to Screw the Stock Market, where we'll explore the world of alternative investments outside of the stock market so we can change our lives, take control of our future, and find those coveted low-risk, high-reward opportunities for building wealth. Let's do it. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Screw the Stock Market, where we focus on taking control of our lives and our futures and our finances. And we do this not through the traditional investing in the stock market, but by other more entrepreneurial investing types of ways, such as real estate. Uh, Today, we are talking with, we have a guest who, her name is Tamika Maltzby, and she has a really interesting story where she'll share with us her story of how she uh, pretty much, she took a punch in the face investing in, in the 2008 bubble, and then she still got up and dusted herself off and, and tried again. And now she's she owns her first three-unit apartment building. And I think it's a really good story of someone who's early in their career because, you know, for a lot of people who haven't started or who, who, who haven't making, uh, taken that first leap yet, it's really cool to hear stories of people who are just one or two steps ahead of you. And so... Uh, yeah, and she's a real with that? I mean, like I said, she she's a real beginner, and that's like really valuable for you know first time listeners or first time people who are just getting ready to dip their toe into this whole market and this whole, whole new venture and enterprise. Um, to know that you know this is something that could be done. Uh, anybody who had zero experience can just pick up and run with it. That's yeah, great. And you know, as, as we discussed before, she's just good people. She's just fun. We spend way more time laughing off camera than we did while interviewing. So she's just she's just a joy to talk to. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, we we love the fact that there's people listening to the show. We're getting good feedback and everything like that. But at the same time, I think we're just enjoying it ourselves too. Like it's just fun getting to know these people, building these relationships, and um, just having fun. So uh, we hope that yeah. you take something away. We hope it's valuable for you. I'll also put in a little plug for an event that I'll be attending in early June, June 2nd through the 4th, I think, is Dealmaker Live. It's one of the biggest multifamily apartment investing conferences in the country, and I'll be attending. It's in Dallas, Texas, and uh, you're invited. So I'll make sure to put a a link in the show notes that'll give you a 10% discount on any level of uh, attendance that you purchase, whether that's virtual or in person, or I think they have like, you know, gold level things where you get to rub elbows with the big shots. I think Damon John is going to be the, the keynote speaker. Uh, but I'll be there. It should be fun. This will be my first time going, but it's it's relevant to all different types of people who are interested in apartments, whether you're a passive investor or an active syndicator or whatever it is that you do. If you're interested in apartments, this is probably a good use of time. So we'll put the link in the show notes and again, that 10% discount and it'll give me a little commission. That'll be nice. Uh, I'll welcome that full disclosure. But uh, other than that, let's do the show. Enjoy and thanks for listening. Tamika, thank you so much for joining us today for Screw the Stock Market. Uh, we're really excited to have you on the show. Uh, today is going to be what we call kind of like a, I don't know, emerging investors emerging action investors uh you'll be the episode one of this ongoing series um because yeah that sounds great you know, we're, 
it's really inspirational. It's we're we're gonna be having you tell us the story of your journey to your first deal, your first big move towards financial freedom. And so, you know, what we'll do is we'll start with you just telling us a little bit about yourself, your background, where you're from, and um and how you got to where you are, and then we'll go from there. Perfect. So first of all, thank you for having me. Um, my name is Tamika Maltzby, and I am um, from the Maryland area, right outside of Washington, D.C. Uh, in my day job, I actually work in education. Um, I am a compliance officer for a public charter school in Washington, D.C., and I recently purchased I want to say my first deal, but it's actually not my first. It's probably my first. Got into the real estate mar the real estate game maybe in 2008 um, when everyone was getting loans for just breathing. <laughs> so I got into the real estate real estate game at that time. Um, bought a shell to uh, fix and flip. Um, I fixed the property, got ready to flip it, and lo and behold, the mortgage industry couldn't sell it, couldn't rent it, couldn't do anything. Um, and unfortunately, to be able to save my own home, I had to walk away um, and just let it go into foreclosure, had to um, file bankruptcy, and then just rebuild. So um, fast forward a couple years later, I was you know at home like everyone else during the pandemic working from home. And decided, you know what? I think I want to get back into this real estate game. We're going to try this again. Um, and decided to do some research. Um, looked, followed all the podcasts and the, the websites and listened to all the gurus. And decided, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy a multifamily this time. Do a buy and hold. And um, see what comes of it. And um, from there, I actually bought my first multifamily. I bought it in a small town that I'd never heard of <laughs> in West Virginia, Wellsburg, West Virginia. Hold on. Um, Hold and on it's now. just how and why did you end up in West Virginia? That, <laughs> I think that's one thing you, you should clarify because a lot of people I know, whenever they start getting into this real estate, and actually I try to advise them against doing this, they just focus on home and what's new to them. Um, so how did you get end up in West Virginia of all places? And Aziz, you have some So, yeah, great question. Yeah, I try to right. block out those years, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, great question. Um, while I was doing my research, I heard one um, lady said, she said, you know, you don't have to invest in, in near your home. And like I said, I'm right outside of D.C. There was no way in the world I was going to to invest in Washington, D.C., Alexandria, um, Northern Virginia, any of those places because the, the prices are you just mean you outrageous. Can't afford a $2 million so, check? No, not, not yet. Maybe tomorrow, but not today. Tomorrow we're looking good, but not today. So um, I said, you know, that, that makes perfect sense. You know, she was like, if you can drive there and then, or fly there, or, you know, I mean, I think through the pandemic, we literally proved you can run the world. From your from your desk, like you don't have to yeah. go to the property. So, um, just started looking. I, I think I started to Google cities and state cities two hours from me, and somehow I ended up in West Virginia. And then from West Virginia, I think I was looking at Wheeling, West Virginia, 
and I found a property there that I liked. The numbers didn't work out and I ended up in Wellsburg, West Virginia. Um, and the interesting thing about my journey is um, I bought the property sight unseen. Um, I mean, I saw it on paper um, and in pictures, but um, I bought the property sight unseen. Everybody that has helped me purchase the property, fix the property, I've literally, I, I, I actually just met them. <laughs> and I bought this property and, like and in I, November. I got to add, so, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm somewhat familiar with West Virginia. And even I've never heard of, Wells, what did you say, Wellsburg? Yeah. Wellsburg. Wellsburg, yeah, West Virginia. Place. So, and I'm somewhat familiar with West Virginia. Yep. So the fact that you were able to find this place and comfortable enough to just invest in it, I mean, that's saying a lot right there. Yeah, and you know what, one of the, it's a very small town, and if you listen to the gurus, they'll tell you, you know, you, you should go into a town that's this amount of um, population, the population is growing, and this and that and the third, um, but the interesting thing is, I think what people forget is, people need places to live in small towns too, so when I decided to purchase the property, and I was talking to my realtor, and he was like, Tamika, I promise you, you're not going to have any problems renting your space, because just like every place else, there is a shortage of um, rental property. Um, so like I said, I did, it's a very small town. Um, I'm learning, I don't wanna say small town politics, but just the ways of small town, people move a little bit slower. Um, they just, you know, they don't move like in the big city. <laughs> you know, you make a phone call and request some services. They may call you back tomorrow. They might not call you back ever. Um, but on the flip side, the people are great. Um, I, everyone that I've had to deal with has just been like good people. Um, and like I said, people need a place to live. And I have had no issues with renting my property. I've had a, a wait list ever since I've had the property. Um, and, and it's been, and like I said, it's been great. Um, I bought like I bought the property sight unseen. Um, I still to this day have never met my realtor and we talk daily. Um, I think I saw the property, I had owned it maybe three months, two months before I even went to the property. Um, so it's, it's really been a, um, it's, it's really been a, an experience and it's been a journey. Um, one thing I've, a lot of people say, well, Hey, I can't believe you're buying property that you've never seen. But I think it's important to remember when people buy a property, you're buying an asset and a funding stream. So if the numbers work, why not? And it's not crumbling. I mean, I did have it inspected and he did confirm that, yes, there is actually a building here. Um, and these are some things that need to be fixed. But um, it's actually been a great experience. Um, the people have been great. Yeah, I'm learning a lot about being a landlord. Sure. So, um, first, I think there's a few different points I'd like to highlight from your experience. So, so first is, you know, back, let's go back to the beginning. So this isn't your first deal, right? You had a deal and it didn't go well. And I think that's a really important thing to yep. spend a little bit more time on because, you know, especially on shows like this, I think it's really common for us to be like, oh, you know, I did this, this and this, and now I'm loaded and now I'm successful. And, and it just always seems to work out. And I think it's awesome. It's a really great opportunity to share that it doesn't always work out yeah. how you handle yeah, it when, when it doesn't work out. And how you still ended up coming to the decision that this is still something I want to do, but I'm going to try something different. So yeah. tell us about, so first of all, you said it was to save your home. So you were able to keep your primary residence, even though the flip didn't work out. Yes, it didn't work out. So yes, to be able to save my home, I had to, I had to just walk away, you know, um, 
I don't want to say thankfully, but thankfully other people were walking away from their, their homes as well. Um, and, and I just see it as a lesson. You know, there are no, I grew up in a family that believed there are no mistakes. Every, everything is an opportunity. It's a learning opportunity. Um, it was an expensive learning opportunity, but even in that process, I had never flipped a house. There weren't the, um, the opportunities or the, the information was not as readily available then as it is now. So, you know, we got, I got, um, what do you call it? Shut down by the inspector. Cause I was like, inspectors, we don't need to inspect anything. So I got shut down by the inspectors, you know, went to turn on the gas and found out that the gas had been turned off at the street like 20 years before. And it was going to be $30,000 to turn it back on. So it was just all kinds of learning experiences. They were frustrating. They cost me a lot of money. But um, at the end of the day, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's just money. You know what I mean? And not to sound um, pretentious or entitled, but it really, like, it didn't take my health. It, it was just money. And money can be, you, you can get it back. It took some time. You know, I, like I said, I had to file bankruptcy and rebuild, but I did. I did rebuild. Um I, I did rebuild. And then when it came time to decide to, when I decided that I wanted to purchase more property and now there, there's so much information out here to assist me and make sure that I don't make those same bad mistakes, you know, that wasn't available then, but now there, you know, there's podcasts, there's Facebook pages, there's bigger pockets there. I mean, there's, there's books, there's books on audio. I mean, there's, you know, uh, the real estate meetups, there's so much information out there now that wasn't available when I first tried. And just to kind of follow up on that, that process too, and I know you mentioned that the first time when, when, you know, when you flopped on this, it was, it was a flip attempt. Whereas this mm -hmm. transaction is a investment in a multifamily that you plan on holding. So the difference between right. those two processes, do you think that played a major role oh, as well? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, if any wants to get into this it's important to decide what strategy you want to deal with um and stick to that i don't think i'll ever do a, a fix and flip. well i'm not going to say that i might i might do a fix and flip again later um but like for instance a sailing that's not me um but i do like the buy and hold so yeah trying something different um i think has been helpful um the fix and flip to me is um it's a risk it's a risk you know, you, you never know when you finish, where the market is going to be, um, whereas buy and hold is more of a marathon and not a sprint. So it kind of gives you a little bit of space to, you know, ride the wave or whatever. Some people always need a place to live, no matter what the, what's going on in the market. People always need a place to live. So I think this is a better strategy for me. So, yeah. Definitely. Did you say it was a safer strategy? Oh, for me, yes. For for me, yes. Um, for for where I am in my life right now in terms of still working full time, for me, it's a safer strategy. Um, like I said, I may do a fix and flip later on. Um, like I learned a lot, um, but I think it definitely is a safer strategy. Okay, so now we've, you know, taking a hit, getting knocked down and getting up, applause, you know, because that's honestly, mm -hmm. I've met and I've come across a Thank lot you. of people who get, who get knocked <laughs> on their behinds and never get up or will, will say, hey, real estate is not a good investment or real estate isn't a good investment for me. Um, and so first of all, that's like, just like mark of a champion right there. Right. So now 
what was it about um this deal so you gave me a number when we spoke last time that i was blown away by was kind of and i don't know if you feel comfortable sharing numbers about like kind of how this deal worked for you but for me that was a really exciting number that you shared do you mind doing that you know probably stood at a hundred thousand and i ended up getting it for twenty thousand dollars under asking um Ooh, had some things yeah, that had some things, you know, it, it kind of all worked out. The person who was selling it was actually in California. His parents were kind of taking care of it and then they got sick and he they just needed to, he just needed to get rid of it. So um um it was it just it worked out. Again, I have a phenomenal realtor who was just like, you know, we're gonna get this. Um so um so yeah, um the cash flows. I mean, it's not, you know, you know, it's not, it's not going to make me a millionaire, but for my first deal after expenses, expenses and CapEx and everything, cash flow is about 700. Um, now it also needs a new roof and, you know, there's some things I got to take care of. So I probably will really get to enjoy that until for a couple of years or maybe a year, probably a year. Hold on. Now you're, you're, you're over here saying that 700 ain't, ain't anything. I mean, the last deal Alex and I were looking at, we were looking at a cash flow of like, 500 a piece so 700 is phenomenal for something that's only seventy thousand dollars or eighty thousand dollars i'm sorry well it's it, i mean it's definitely a good deal and i like it now understand i'm also learning to be a, a landlord which you know i'm earning my 700 dollars a month um but um but again it, it needs some work it's an it's an old building um um so you know thing about um box gutters and things that come with just old buildings so yeah, are you, yeah. Well, i definitely just want to so that again because that is just a really good you know i guess ratio right so i'll i'll give an example of a, a property i sold which was my first investment property i sold it for four hundred and twenty thousand dollars and i was making three hundred dollars mm -hmm. a month in cash flow and so you know the mm -hmm. That's just a really bad ratio compared to yours, where if I could repeat what yeah, you did with the same $400,000 worth of real estate, it would be much better, right? Um, so just again, applause again. That's just awesome. And, and, and yeah, you're, you're doing thank phenomenal. You. I don't think you realize. Yeah, thank you. Well, I'm, I, you know, it's time to grow. You know what I mean? I'm ready to go to the next step. Um, my mentor, who is, you know, you all know very well, who I also just met but we met online um months before i bought the property and you know he's like all right it's time to grow it's time to go to the next step so um it's time to move on not i'm not selling to move on but it's time to move on to the to the next thing so i'm excited again i had a great realtor worked out you know to the best with this one um like i said i still have some roof and i wanted to confirm your roofs are expensive very right? expensive <laughs> Yes, yeah. Eric is my mentor. Um, Eric one. is great. I found him. On, yes, absolutely. From episode one, um, I found him on Bigger Pockets. Just kind of reached out and was like, "Hey, I have questions," and he was like, "Call me." So you know, he was very helpful in helping me, you know, kind of navigate that as well. So um, I think one thing, if anybody is trying to get into this real estate game, um, just to, there's so much information available between podcasts and websites and and people who like real estate, like love to talk about real estate. 
So if there's, you know, anyone is listening that's like, oh, you know, I don't know what to do, just ask. <laughs> People who love real estate will talk about it for hours, will hand you any information that you need. Um, they're just really open to share. Like I said, I reached out to Eric from a post that he had made two years ago, two years prior, and he was like, hey, call me. And he just downloaded information to me to the point where I was like grabbing um envelopes and just writing on the backs because he was just giving me so much information at one time so um so yeah if anyone wants to get into this the the information is there or, or just ask people will gladly help with the, the information. networking aspect of this uh, call it a field but i guess it is a field is really really critical i mean mm -hmm. there's so much information and so many people who are doing this that know more and better than you know, anyone who's just starting off that, you know, it, it's really yep. beneficial to hit the ground running with someone that's experienced. Matter of fact, um, meetup groups are also really critical in that regards. You know, nowadays they're all virtual and online. Uh, matter of fact, Alex actually runs one as well with various people in the real estate game, whether they're investors, agents, um, all across the board, uh, brokers. Uh, and that's like a good mm -hmm. place platform. Actually, to me, you were on there just the other day. Yep, yeah, I was on there yesterday. Yeah. So yeah. Again, everybody there is friendly. They all shared their contact info. They all said, if you have any type of questions you need on a particular topic, I'm the expert on this. Give me a call. Here's my contact info. Yeah. And just ask. So, guys, I mean, some of those people yeah. on that call, you know, everyone's really friendly and humble and stuff. And they, they, if anything, I felt like some of them kind of, not that they talk themselves down, but they are hesitant to share the breadth of experience that they've had i think almost out of respect for those of us who are just getting started right they don't they don't want to come yeah. across okay. but there's people there who like have done huge things who raised millions and, and made millions mm -hmm. and done all these things and they're on this call with us offering help to us and it's like it's really encouraging mm -hmm. it's really empowering to, to hear someone like that say call me and talk it out and we'll help you avoid mistakes and will help you find opportunities it's yeah. cool so i mean there was that and most most of the uh, most of the the meetups that i've gone to have been like that and again you know one of the good things that came out of the pandemic is now you can be on a meetup with i was on one um the other day and they there were people from California, there were people from Arizona, there were people, they're all over. Whereas, you know, prior to the pandemic, you were kind of confined to your little area. But now that people are so familiar with Zoom and it's just kind of expected, I mean, you can be on a meetup with all kinds of people from all over the, the, the country. And so meetups are great. Um, I would encourage people to also try Facebook pages. Anyone that knows me, I am a Facebook page advocate because your people again. You're on with people from all over the all over the world, actually. Where they're investing, they're asking questions. You can ask a question, and people again are just so giving with information. Um, so yeah, I mean now there, there's so much available. And again, the Bigger Pockets website, podcasts like this. I mean, the, while while I was working from home during the pandemic, I literally listened to so many podcasts. I mean, just over and over and over and over because there was so much information available. You could just suck it up. So, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the show. It's a big step to realize that there's a whole world of opportunity out there for you. And then you've already started to dive into your education, which is required to be able to navigate the world beyond the stock market. But the next step is to take action. 
So if you want a chance to invest with me and my team, sign up for our investor club at legatoinvest.com invest. We'll schedule a call with you, get to know you, your background, and your investment objectives. And if there's a good fit, we'll start to present you with live opportunities to invest in multifamily apartment deals. So again, legatoinvest.com invest. Thanks again. I'll kind of share like one of the hints that for me with those podcasts is huge. And, and I'll say this for our listeners, but even if you're listening to other podcasts is contact the people that are on the show, right? If you have a guest like Tamika or somebody that you feel like you resonate with, that you connect with, actually call them, actually reach out because they come on the podcast. Mm -hmm. because they, want that. they want that exposure. And those are people yep. that are going to help you out. Uh, same, same kind of things with those uh, meetups. Uh, so Tamika, mm -hmm. can you tell us a little bit about what's next for you now? So you got this first multifamily deal. You started to allude to something bigger and better next, but tell us more. So I am um, looking at bigger deals, um, learning how to do syndication. You know, I'm reading books. You, 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 uh, Alex, you recommended a book yesterday. I've already okay. purchased it <laughs> about um, raising money. So, um, you know, I'm just trying to go to the next level. Um, again, I'm going to be reaching out to some of the people that were on the podcast, again, to just kind of soak up information. Um, my next goal is to um, um, buy something, maybe 10 units or more, um, learning how to raise capital. Um, Eric has told me that, Eric, mentor has told me that I'm not allowed to go any lower. <laughs> so, you know, now it's about pushing myself, learning how to crunch the numbers. Um, I can crunch numbers for a small multifamily, but once you get to those big ones, it's a little intimidating, but that's fine. We're going to work it out. We're going to figure it out. Um, and just see what happens. You know, one of the one of the many podcasts that I was listening to while several um, while on, during the pandemic, and the guy said, you know, when he when he got his first million, he wasn't surprised because he just essentially did what everybody else did. And I was like, oh, okay, we're just gonna follow the leader. So, and essentially, that's what you know. That's my plan. I'm gonna do what everybody else does, learn from them, and and see what happens. I'm excited. I'm excited. It's, it's a challenge, but I'm really yeah, excited. I mean, Eric, Eric, for example, his story is really encouraging considering, I mean, what, what is he? He spent like all of life just sitting in Spain, just hanging out just because he's free enough to do that. Exactly. I mean, I wish I could do that. <laughs> when, when I called him, I'm telling you, when, he, when I reached out to him and I was like, hey, do you mind giving me some information? He was like, call me. And he was in Spain and, and he was trying to buy some property. I was like, are you kidding me? So, yeah, I mean that that's what I'm shooting for to have that that level of freedom so um and it's gonna happen we're gonna do it together we're ex I'm excited well um so do you have any words of wisdom for someone who might be listening and maybe they have their day job and they're maybe two years away from where you are right now um I, I mean you've touched on a few points that I think have come up over and over again but is there anything that you'd like to tell yourself a year ago or two years ago that that you didn't know today so i think one thing that i would say to new investors um there's always a way you know um when when i learned that having an investment property i was gonna have to come to, come up with 25 percent down i was like where am i gonna get that um and i realized hey i got a house you know and values went up so i refinanced i think i refinanced my house like three times and took money out 
make the house work for you. Or if you're a young person, you haven't purchased a house yet, the house hacking. I wish I had known about that years ago. Do some house hacking um, and grow your portfolio that way. Um, but I think it's important for people to know there is always a way. If this is what you want to do, there are people who from all walks of life, college, no college, been incarcerated, you know, who are doing real estate. So real estate, one of the things about real estate, it doesn't care who you were or who you are, how much money. Um, there's always a way. If you, if you, as long as you're willing to look out, outside the box, you know, you, if you can't afford um, Washington, D.C. or Chicago, look, look outside of those areas. Um, look at those, um, those sub-markets. There's all Cincinnati, Ohio is, is, is a little bit cheaper than Washington, D.C. and L.A. So just be open and to something new and don't feel like you have to stay in your own little box. So um, and it can be done. And again, I cannot stress enough. Ask. There's so much information out here. There's so many different ways to do to get things done. And that's the, the beauty of real estate. There's so many different strategies, whether it's wholesaling to fix and flip to buy and hold to Airbnb to Airbnb arbitrage. I mean, there's so many, so many things. You just have to figure out what works for you and your pocket. And, and, your I, and I think one thing that um, some of our listeners should also be mindful of is kind of being comfortable to reach out to real estate agents outside of your area. Um, because I mean, I mean, you can't Absolutely. find a deal in West Virginia by just speaking to an agent that's here in the D.C. area. I mean, unless you find one that really right. is on top of their game and specializes in external investments. Um, so just kind of cold calling and checking out different agents in the markets that you're looking at. Uh, you know, even if you don't know if that market is a good market, you can just call them and say, hey, I'm an investor. Um, I want to establish a long-term relationship. Can you give me the 411 on your area? Is it worth it? Absolutely. Yep. And not just with filters, but also with um, lenders. You know, I've, lenders offer different different packages. You know, um, a local credit union might give you something more than a big national lender. So again, and just like you said, just reach out, try something new. The, the worst that can happen is it, they say no. And then, you know, you go find somebody else. You know what I mean? So um, it's not going to hurt you. It doesn't cost you any money um, to just reach out and, and make connections. So I would just encourage, you know, if this, was, if this is what you want to do, even, and even if you're not sure if this is what you want to do, if you buy a property, you can always sell it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're, it's, not, it's not stuck to you. You can always sell it. You can always say, you know what? This landlord thing is not for me. Let me sell it. So um there's so many opportunities in real estate and I'm, you know, I'm super excited to, to just try and see what's out there, try new things, meet new people. There's all kinds of people in this, in this field. And I love it. I'm loving it already. You got, you got me. You got me super excited when you said shopping for lenders. Cause for the long, I thought I had to go to my, you know, Wells Fargo down the street or PNC or whatever big major bank that when I found about local small size banks and lenders and how much mm -hmm. they will work with you, and how much they will give you stuff that you don't even Absolutely. qualify for sometimes just because they have a relationship with you. I was like, that is amazing. It's because they have a relationship. Exactly. Exactly. And I found that out going to the local, um, uh, re, um, what do you call it? The meetups, just listening to other people. So it really is. I mean, there's so many options and so many opportunities in real estate. Um, I, I mean, I think even, 
you all had someone on here not too long ago that was selling tax deeds or investing in tax liens or something like that, right? I mean, there's so many opportunities, whatever fits your, fits your budget or your plan or your long-term goals, you can do one, you can do them all if you want, you know what I mean? So um, I would uh, encourage anyone, take a leap. It sounds like a lot, but it really, you know, it's, it, it really isn't. Just take, just buy it, get your first deal down. That's what I was told. Just try to get the first one down. And that's the hardest part. Once you get that done, you're on your way. You know, uh, one last thing that I'll, I'll see if we can try to, I'm still struggling, you know, like this show is relatively new and I'm still struggling to find the right words to kind of describe this, which is what the show is really all about. And it's essentially that we have this path in life that's offered to us. It's like, hey, get a job, go to school, mm-hmm. get a job, work until you die, hope that, hope and pray that by the time it's, that by the time you're not able to work, you have enough in your retirement account that you aren't a burden on your family and society. I think that's like path A. And inflation hasn't killed your retirement account. (laughs) Right. So this show isn't necessarily just a real estate show. It's more about this other path. And we got to, we got to come up with a good name for it. That's like, I don't know. Isn't there a poem like the, the, uh, about like the two paths in the woods and I took the one, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, we got to come up with a good catchy name for that second path. And, you know, what you're doing, real estate, is, is essentially more more than real estate itself. It's about control. It's about taking responsibility for our mm-hmm. lives. So I guess you still have your day job and you still have probably your 401k and all that stuff. When did you realize that that path is not something that you have to do or that there's an option to that? I, I'm curious about that because I want to start to find words for that in this, as we continue talking about that in the show. So my whole, my whole career is that path, um, the, the path not taken um, from the very beginning. Like I went to law school to do one thing, ended up in education. So this is winding roads is clearly what I do. Um, but I think I realized during the pandemic um, that, that I just wanted something more. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love my job. I love my job and I love the people that I work with. Like it's every day is a new day. And so I enjoy that. I enjoy, you know, deciding what I want to do, what I want to do that day. Um, I unfortunately lost several people from COVID, you know, and I think it kind of, it kind of makes you realize what, what's important. You know what I mean? Like, like I remember, um, driving to see my mother, driving an hour and then waving to her from the, from the window, you know what I mean? Or from the street or, and and I think it it just made people, it made me realize, you know what? I don't, I want to be able to do what I want to do with my day. Um, And more, I don't want to say more importantly, but I also want to be able to give, share this information with my nephews. I think um, the younger generation has kind of figured out like, yeah, this is not, we don't want to work like this all the time. This is not what we want to do, which is great but I need them to eat. You know what I mean? Like as you find your path, I need you to learn how to eat so that you're not sleeping in Amika's basement <laughs> as a grown man. But, you know, I want to give to them generational wealth. I don't have any children, so I want to be able to give them that. Um, I fortunately came from a family that is super supportive. I've started multiple businesses and every time I'm like, hey guys, guys, I want to do this. They're like, absolutely, let's do it. 
But I think this is something that I can really, tra- you know, share, share, pass on to my nephews and they can, um, they can pass it on. I mean, real estate is how you build, in my opinion, is how you build generational wealth. Um, and they've already started. How do I do this? And how do I do that? And I mean, show me what, what, how this works. So, um, in addition to, it's, it's more, to me, it's more than just take, it's more than just for me. It's also for my family and my nephews and generations to come. I mean, if you think about it, most millionaires, billionaires have real estate. So, and that's how they became millionaires and billionaires. So again, do what you've already, has already been done. It clearly works. Let me do what they do. Yeah. I think that's just super powerful. And that is just a really powerful motivator about why you do what you do and, and what you believe. And, and I resonate so much with that desire to be able to share these ideas with my daughter, with my nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I've struggled a little bit to do that, right? Like, I remember my niece, I, I, I was reading some book about like building wealth or something. And, and I remember she made a comment, something along the lines of, well, if all you think about is money, of course, you know, and, and I think she kind of felt that, oh, money's maybe she misinterpreted this drive that I have to mean, hey, like money is the most important thing when it's not. It's really this freedom and it's really life is short. Let's do something yeah. we care about with our lives. Let's live with passion. It's, it's exactly where the three of us are on the same page. Yep. Um, yep. Life is, I mean, and again, if, if the pandemic and has showed us nothing, I think it has showed us that life, life is short, you know what I mean? And, um, I don't know what I would do if I had nothing, if I had my whole day to myself, but you know, I'm, I'm really excited to kind of figure it out. Um, you know, and, and money is not everything, but it helps. <laughs> it helps. You know what I mean? You know, you, you get a little bit further in a BMW than you will on a bike. But So, you know, um, but you're right. It, 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 it really is about just freedom to do what you want to do. And again, being able to pass that information and that freedom down to your children, your nieces, your nephews, your your family. It's about building. For me, it really is about building generational wealth because I can't take this this building with me, but I can leave it to my nephews. So you know, if they have to sell it, if there if there's a major emergency and they have to sell it, great. If you can keep it and just continue to 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 build from it, great. Because at the end of the day. Someone is in Wellsburg, West Virginia is always going to need somewhere to live. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think that's really important and critical, especially considering, you know, like with all three of us, we come from, you know, minority households. Uh, and on top of that, yeah. you know, Alex and I both are from like immigrant families. So, you know, this is not things that we were exposed to. I mean, um, I know my family, it's the mindset of go to school, work hard, keep your head down. And just keep working until you die. I mean, my parents didn't take their first vacation until after they retired. And then, you know, that was in 2019 and then COVID hit. So I'm I'm not trying to relive that same trajectory. No, no. So I'm excited. I'm excited for what we are all going to do for our our children and our future generations. And, you know, someday they're going to look back and and listen to this podcast and be like, wow, look what our great, 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 great grandparents did for us well tamika thank you so much um can you share uh what 
you know, do you have a, an email or a website or something where you'd like our audience to reach out to you? Um, Absolutely. And my email address is uh, my first initial T um, and my last name, M-A-U-L-T-S-B-Y, the number 74 at Gmail. Um, and people are more than welcome to reach out. Um, I love talking about real estate, the little bit that I know. And what I don't know, I know who to call <laughs> and we can talk about it together. So, yes, absolutely. Please, they're more than welcome to reach out. And for, and for our listeners, you. any that are interested in, in uh, participating in a meetup group or, you know, just kind of networking, uh, feel free to reach out to the podcast uh, and uh, we can kind of help you either join a group in our upcoming group that we're creating ourselves uh, and network. Uh, as we mentioned before, people are happy to share and there's tons of resources out there. You're not going to go out and do it alone. Definitely. Yeah. And what we'll do is we'll put that in the show notes so that, you know, there'll be the link right there to the to the next uh, just to the community. So you can see all the events as they come up. Uh, good. Good call. Yeah. Because, I mean, with the people who are listening right now, you know, it's the show's just getting started. It's a relatively small group. We're getting good feedback from people. And, you know, we welcome that. We definitely, if there's something that you want to hear about on the show, let us know and we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. You know, if you want to be on the show, let us know, we'll do it. Um, but at the same time, I, I envision this eventually becoming a nice community where we are doing deals together, where we're uh, pushing each other, where we're actively growing our wealth as a group together. And so, I think that would be a beautiful thing. And so uh, get involved, mm -hmm. communicate with us, and we, we welcome that. Uh, last but not least, is there any other announcements? I think we're good. Kamika, thank you. You've been great. Um, oh, one last point I Thanks. did want to so, make. Thank one you for having me. In particular, you know, giving your great attitude about just being available for people to help is, you know, I've been in real estate as an agent for seven years now. And after the fifth year, it was the mm -hmm. first time I realized and I felt like um, I didn't even feel it. I just I still felt like I was new. I'm still like scrappy trying to like build a business. But at that point, people started coming to me for help, newer agents. And that was the first time that I kind of said, hey, I can become a mentor. And so I started to do that. I, I officially became a mentor at my brokerage and new agents come through. And they contact me and I talk them through like how to do their deals and, and how to get clients. And, and I felt new, but I still was maybe two or three steps ahead of those people who were brand new and I still had something to offer. And so exactly with the same attitude that you said, you might have your, your first, you know, three unit building, but you're a few steps ahead of some other people who were just getting started. And I love that you had the, you have such a good attitude, willing to help. Um, anyone who, who's who's in well, the thank you. Uh, with that thank you thank you so thank much you. Uh, I'll go ahead and hit mm. thank I'll you stop